Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Matthew. Today is episode 711, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Let's read the passage. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. This is Matthew's Gospel or the Gospel According to Matthew. This is Matthew's account of the coming of the Savior, the Messiah. Matthew's theme is often described as one of fulfillment, that Jesus fulfills what was talked about through the Old Testament. And not just the specific prophecies of the coming of Christ, but the whole theme of the Old Testament. And so Matthew uses a lot of Old Testament quotes. He doesn't use the most of anybody as far as percentage goes, but he uses more than the other Gospels do. And keep in mind, his audience seems to be probably a Jewish audience, and that would make sense. He is showing that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus is the fulfillment of all the promises of the Old Testament. Now, he just gave us the genealogy in the last section, showing that the lineage of the king of the people of Israel comes to Jesus. But we had a little problem there, in that it actually came to Joseph. And then he's going to describe in this section, Jesus is not the biological child of Joseph. So, how do we deal with this? And so, that's the the real thrust of this little section here, is to show that Jesus is the son of David, the legal descendant of David. So let's dive into it in chapter 1, verse 18. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. Now here we have for birth that word Genesis again. So the the coming about of Jesus Christ happened this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph. Let's pause there. Engagement at this particular time was different than engagement as we would understand it now. Engagement was really a legal contract between the husband-to-be and the father of the woman, the bride. And the engagement was set in place, and they were now legally connected. Not married yet but legally engaged. And notice in verse 19, it says, so her husband, Joseph, so they're just engaged, but he's referred to as her husband. And then when he finds out that she's pregnant, he's going to divorce her. 
because they're already in this legal contract. So he is legally her husband, and it takes a divorce to end this, but they're not yet living together as husband and wife because they haven't been married yet. And you say, well, how's this all work? Well, normally the engagement lasts about a year, and we're talking about it a young teenager. So she's probably very young at this particular time, maybe only 13, and she would be engaged for about a year. And then when she's roughly 14, she would leave her father's home. There would be a public marriage ceremony, and then she would live with her husband. And that's when they would actually begin to have sexual relations. So that's the situation that we find ourselves here. So Joseph and Mary are engaged. So after his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So still in the engagement, haven't got to the marriage part, so they have not come together physically yet, and it turns out she's pregnant. Now, Matthew says from the Holy Spirit, Joseph doesn't know this yet, but he knows how, how things like this work. And so uh, it appears to him she has been unfaithful to him. Verse 19. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. Now we often read this and we think, okay, he wants to spare her the public shame. That's what makes this him a righteous man. No, no, the not wanting to disgrace her publicly makes him a compassionate man. The righteous man, the, that description is to follow the law because obviously she has been unfaithful, and so the law says they've got to end this. Now, the Old Testament, the law given in the Old Testament, called for the death penalty here. And so, had this been sometime a few hundred years earlier, perhaps, uh, Mary would have been publicly taken out and stoned to death. Now, he doesn't want her publicly shamed because he is a compassionate man, but he's a righteous man, so he wants to follow the law. And at this particular time, the Roman government had forbid executions for this sort of thing. So what was common was a divorce. They could have taken her publicly and divorced her to show his own innocence and all this and her guilt. But no, he did not want to publicly disgrace her. He intends to do this secretly. Verse 20. But after he considered these things, so he's already decided this is the course of action he's going to take, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So Joseph has this dream, and an angel speaks to him in a dream. You see, several times in Matthew, people having these dreams where they're guided by the Holy Spirit in a dream, or an angel. And this is an angel speaking to Joseph in the dream. Now, the angel specifically calls him son of David. We saw that at the end of the genealogy last time. Joseph is the actual physical son of David. And what the angel is telling him to do is go ahead and take Mary as your wife, and that the child she's carrying has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. You are to name him Jesus. 
the command there is you take him as your legal son. And this is how we fix the issue with Jesus being the legal descendant of David, is that Joseph takes him as his legal son, Joseph, son of David. Now, Jesus as his legal son is the son of David. And you're to name him specifically Jesus. The name Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. So you're to name him Yahweh is salvation because he will save his people from their sins. Now, Matthew is laying out the evidence here that Jesus is the Messiah. And the popular understanding of Messiah at that time was probably was going to be more of a, a political type leader to come and lead the people of Judah out from under the Romans. This idea of salvation from sin, nobody was thinking that. The Pharisees understood the nature of sin. They knew the need of forgiveness from sin, but nobody thought that's what the Messiah was going to come do and forgive people of sin. So this is a new concept as far as Messiah goes. Now, verse 22. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. We see this about 11 times in Matthew, and this is often called a formula quotation or a fulfillment quotation. So it's called formula quotation because it follows this formula. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. That's the formula called a fulfillment quotation because it's saying this is to fulfill what was in the Old Testament. Matthew is the only one that uses this specific language, these, this formula quotation, fulfillment quotation format. And he has about 11 of them in his gospel. And then this little section here through the end of chapter 2, we have five of them. This is part of Matthew's strategy in presenting Jesus as the Messiah, showing the, the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So this is the first one, and it's from Isaiah 7.14. So he says, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Now the specific Old Testament quote is, See, the virgin will become pregnant pregnant and give birth to a son, they will name him Emmanuel. Then Matthew adds this commentary here, which is translated, God is with us. So Isaiah 7.14, what's going on is Judah's in trouble and being threatened by uh, outside adversaries. And Isaiah, the prophet, goes to the king, King Ahaz, king of Judah, and says, don't worry, God's going to deliver you from all this. Stop fretting about this. God's going to come through. And he says, ask the Lord for a sign to show you that his promise is good. Ahaz says, I'm not going to ask the Lord for a sign. And Isaiah says, well, the Lord's going to give you a sign, and this is what the sign will be. The virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel. Now, what is the story there in Isaiah? There's a lot of debate over that because it's not <laughs> spelled out any more than that. And we don't know who the the person is who's going to bear the child and name him Emmanuel. Now the significance there is the name Emmanuel. God is with us. I think the significance to Ahaz at the time was that Perhaps the Lord was raising up a new king to actually be faithful to him. 
there's a lot of debate about who the child is, whether it's uh, a child of Isaiah, a child of King Ahaz, uh, somebody in the household of Ahaz. We really don't know because uh, there's, no, there's no further information given. The debates also are on the word described. It's translated here is, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son. Back in Isaiah, the Hebrew word was Alma will conceive and have a son. Alma is a rare word in the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew word. basically means young woman. And the nuance is a, a young woman, sexually mature, but not yet married. Not specifically virgin, because there is an actual word that means virgin. The only place you see it to describe a specific person it was that Abraham sends his servant back to his homeland to find a wife for his son Isaac. And he encounters Rebekah at the well in Genesis 24. He uses the word Alma to describe her. But it also previously said she had never been with a man. So it was used in the sense of a virgin then. When they translated the Old Testament into Greek, they actually used a word which means virgin here in Isaiah 7.14. So it was understood to be a virgin, even though that's not what the word exactly means in Hebrew. And so that's why Matthew uses that and in the Greek uses the word for virgin. So in the Isaiah situation, is it a virgin birth or is it a, a young woman who is a virgin right now will become pregnant naturally? I assume it's that. A woman who's currently a virgin will become pregnant through natural means. But Matthew's using that specific prophecy to Ahaz now says there's a deeper meaning to that prophecy for here and now with the coming of Jesus. And specifically the name Emmanuel, God is with us. How often then will we see Jesus talk about, I am with you, I will be with you. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Key issue here is Joseph was obedient. He did what he was instructed by the angel, where he was going to quietly divorce Mary. He went ahead and married her and took Jesus as his son. So he married her, but he named him Jesus. So Joseph named him Jesus. Joseph took Jesus as his son. Jesus is now the legal son of David, legal descendant of David. And then we also see here that then Joseph and Mary did have normal relationships. Matthew's making the case for Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And we see this specific fulfillment quotation here from Isaiah about the actual birth of Jesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.